What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Got a little bit of a late start today. A little bit better than yesterday. These are busy, busy days, my friends. Busy days. I'm very excited. I don't know why. November feels like it's going to be the month I've been waiting for. You know, I, I, I do know I'm very excited to have caregiver help starting. I would be more excited if I could afford more of it. But baby steps, baby steps. God is good and blessing us and baby steps. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, busy, busy, still running Turo, still frustrated with Turo, still looking excited about uh, starting Automate. Um, I think just for me personally, my mom's illness took a dip and I wasn't expecting it. So it was really hard to um, be more prepared for everything other than dementia. And I just want to say, I know I've been hammering you guys hard about your own health, hammering you hard about getting ready and prepared to take care of older loved ones, your parents, perhaps your in-laws, whoever, Um, you know, but also don't forget to just if you if your family has to deal with this diagnose diagnosis, don't forget to get as much information from your loved one as you can about your family history, about where you came from, how your parents meet, when did they know they were in love? You know, there are so many things I wish I had asked my dad. You know, for for one thing, you know, when he got diagnosed in 1996, he didn't die until 2009. But it was just a downward trajectory. He was not in good health. And he would just fall off. His memory would just fall off a cliff. You know, you'd be talking to him one day. So, like, the transition, he was a truck driver. So the transition from him not driving, for him to not drive, was horrible for him. He hated every part of that. And I remember I had gone to pick him up, and he was so upset. And he kept directing me the wrong way on the highway. And he was so adamant about it. And, you know, that's pretty much where I had gotten with my mom when I had to take her to the hospital. And I just wish I had asked him, you know, before we got to that point, you know, apparently when I was born, he named me Camille. My name was Camille Yvette Culp for like a week. And at some point, my mom had a very complicated delivery. She was very sick. And at some point... He went back in the hospital and was like, yeah, scratch that. It's Judith Ann. And I just wish I had asked him why. Because I like the name Judith. Um, and he never called me that, by the way. Uh, but I like my name. And it means she will be praised. And uh, that is just the coolest thing. And I'm like, why, why did he do that? So if your family gets these illnesses, and it doesn't have to be dementia, it's painful when it's dementia, but any any illness, anything with just getting older and not quite being themselves, ask those questions, get those tender moments in because you just you just don't know, you know. My mom is she's she's going down, and her eyes are looking, her eyes are finally starting to tell the story that there's something not quite right, and it's just sad. So don't forget to be sad. And I'm not trying to unleash a cavalcade of phone calls and people worried about me. It's not that at all. I am doing really, really well. I'm getting some help. Um, I do not feel overwhelmed anymore. The sleeping medicine has really helped and changed the dynamic. And now I'm just left with, you know, my mom's dying. 
and it's just fucking sad and there's you know I don't need people to tell me to take care of myself or all that of course I'm doing that um but it's just you can't keep me from my pain it's just a sad thing to witness and um yeah that's really all I have you know I I I love my mom we've had a rocky relationship I think it's the relationship that has defined most of my life and uh not in some um you know easy way our our relationship was more like terms of endearment <laughs> it's just been rocky man <laughs> which is an excellent movie if you get a chance to watch it James L Brooks was one of the filmmakers that ruled my universe in the 80s and um I really enjoyed really enjoyed uh terms of endearment I think I don't want to I want to say he had a lot to do with the big chill I want to say that was him too Um, but those are two of my favorite movies. Uh, and I do believe he was a part of both of those. And I've grown to love broadcast news as an adult because I was expecting more. I was expecting something completely different when I watched it in the eighties and I was just too young to get the nuances. It was a very nuanced grown up movie. You need to be a grown up and have had some experiences to really appreciate broadcast news. So, um, Yeah, those are all James L. Brooks, I believe. I lived in a world where James L. Brooks and John Hughes, I mean, I think that's part of the difference, too, I grew uh, in the world. I I grew up thinking I was going to live in a John Hughes movie, and now you got kids thinking they're going to live in a Tyler Perry universe movie. And nothing against Tyler Perry. I respect Tyler Perry immensely. But some of his movies, those some of those settings are pretty grim. So, uh, yeah, anyway, remember to love the people who love you. And if you have an older loved one, just get all that knowledge out of them. Because once it's gone, it's really gone. And right now, I think we're entering a phase with my mom where it's just she's going down slow, just like the B.B. King song. So anyway, I hope everybody's doing well. Please get out and vote today. Uh, show up and show out, please. We need to see some major changes in, and I mean improvements, not just change. When you ask for change, sometimes you just get a chaos agent. Nothing's changing in a good way. Uh, we need positive change. We need strong leaders who have public, uh, public servant hearts, because a lot of people now are just getting into politics because it's a payday. And you can look like you're powerful and you're just flexing. You're not even trying to do what's best for the people. So uh, we need to get rid of all of those people. And um, Trump was just the main one. We need to get rid of all of those posers and get people who are truly committed to serving. If you don't have a servant's heart, please do not run for office. Thank you very much. Everybody, please be well, be safe, be your best. Uh, I do want to get a little bit into that. Kyrie Irving thing because I was wrapping it up but I'm going to say this really quickly two things can be true at the same time Kyrie Irving can be a very generous and kind thoughtful person but he can also be a person who says all the wrong things and is off center and a difficult teammate and not somebody a lot of people are drawn towards that those two things can be true Kanye West you can be a deep, thoughtful, kind of march to the beat of your own dude and still be completely bipolar and 
uh, reckless with your thoughts and intentions and need to, and you need to be on your medication. Those two things can be true too. You know, a lot of bipolar people are very, very bright. They know uh, a lot of things. They're intelligent. But that doesn't mean that they're not dangerous and reckless because they are famous people and they have these platforms and people listen to them. It's the same thing with Trump. Yeah, he's been right about a few things. It's the way he's right that's the problem. He's not a healthy, normal human being and he's created this cult-like environment and he's dangerous. They're all, all three of those people are dangerous in their own way. And there's nothing wrong with pointing that out. Some some meme is falling around about how generous Kyrie is. Great, he's generous, but he's also reckless. People listen to this dude. I don't I didn't grow up listening to basketball players for my deep knowledge, but people listen to this dude. I don't know if he's anti-Semitic or not. I know he believed at, at one point that the earth was flat. I know that he didn't want to get vaccinated. Listen, if you you a regular person, if you don't get vaccinated and your job requires it, guess what? You lose your job. And it's just shown over and over again, the rules don't apply to rich people who can throw basketballs into nets or footballs down a field, whatever. That's some shit men have created and have keep, and keep sustaining. Because I can guarantee you, if Trump was a woman, no one would follow him anywhere. They'd just call him a crazy bitch and stay far away from him. And I think that's true for all three of the examples I just laid out, which is part of the problem with living in a... a patriarchy that uh, people assume is a matriarchy. You know, people talk about how much they love their moms in this country, but only when she's in her place. No one wants a woman in charge of anything. And I'm not that chick, but it's just starting to become glaringly obvious that the rules are just different. If you're rich and male, the rules are totally different for you. If you're poor and black and male, or female, I think it's. I think the lowest on the totem pole is a poor black woman, or a poor woman of color. But let's be honest: if you're a woman, you're at the bottom anyway. Period. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter unless you're married to a rich man, or you have wealth from some man. Which I've gone down a rabbit hole that I can't quantify because that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Those three people are very dangerous individuals to me because they have platforms. People listen to them. And like I said, if they were women, people would just be like, they're crazy and move on. But they're not women. They're men. And the rules are different for them. And that was my point. Please be your best. Have an amazing day and vote, vote, vote your ass off.